Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho? What is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head. 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life, mm -hmm. and you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are, some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hey, good evening and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Donlan, to my immediate right. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. How'd you like that drive down in the little monsoon we got going on? My God. That is some I, you rain. You can barely see the road. Oh, yeah. it's dark. It's like Two o'clock this afternoon, it was dark. Right. Going yep. to, welcome to November. Welcome to November. Yeah. We have uh, we have a bit of rain uh, here and on the way. Rivers are going to head directly straight up. Uh, matter of fact, Jordan, if you got it, just throw that graph up right now. We'll just make a mention on it now. This is uh, this is going to get serious before it gets any any time better soon, or mm -hmm. you know, before it gets flipped around the other way. Um, rivers up north, potentially the Snohomish hitting eighty thousand CFS. Yeah. Here by uh, the weekend, so all plans of fishing this weekend are on hold, even on our dammed rivers. Um, quite a bit of rain coming, so, you know, as in typical fashion, when we get these Novembers that are extremely wet, this is one of them, and it's going to put a pile of water in these rivers, and nobody's going to be fishing anytime soon. When you look at that mm -hmm. graph currently, Tommy, in a lot of those rivers uh, around, you know, northern Puget Sound and down here out in the coastal region are in the red and the purple uh, we are at extreme uh, flooding for sure. So if you're in that in one of those areas in one of those floodplains, you know, hopefully you can weather through the storm here and um, we won't have a lot of folks getting their homes underwater and whatnot. But this looks pretty ugly going into it for sure. So, all right, moving along. Hey, we got a lot of content to cover this evening. Also, we got to remind folks, Tommy, that uh, Fisherman's Brew, these bags of coffee sitting here on the desk. Uh, we have both been drinking some of this. And let me tell you, it's good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to dig into that French roast. I haven't yeah. had a chance to get yep. to that. So you have your options. Get on, uh, get on their webpage, fishermansbrew.com, and try out the King Salmon blend, uh, which is your medium blend, or the Steelhead blend, which is the French roast. And uh, do yourself a favor. Pick up some Fisherman's Brew. Brew yourself a pot of coffee and... And while you're enjoying that, realize that 5% of the monies you spend go directly into salmon recovery, uh, salmon conservation here in the Northwest, which is a great, great thing for them, them boys to jump on. So Fisherman's Brew, check them out, fishermansbrew.com. Um, had a thermos of Fisherman's Brew with me last uh, Friday morning, by the way. Did you? What were you doing? Well, uh, as I had mentioned, you know, we had Shelby Ross, uh, Ross Outdoor Adventures on yep. the phone last week. That's right. Got done with the show, got the got the podcast loaded up, ready to go, 
And I was out of here on the road by about 9 p.m. or so. Mm -hmm. Picked up our buddy JJ Dial down there in Puyallup, and uh, we met up there and hit the road. I think we pulled into Shelby's driveway about 12:45. Early. Yeah, right? <laughs> Early the next day. Early the next day. Yeah. Um, got the bags into the house, threw them on the floor, threw the gear in, hit the rack at about 1 a.m. And we got up at 5 a.m. to meet Shelby and a few other gents at the boat at 6 a.m. out to the duck blind long before shooting light. <clears throat> Enjoyed some fisherman's brew in the blind and awaited first light. And let me tell you, uh, it was on. And JJ and I had a fantastic hunt. Um, other guests were in other blinds. and. We got to spend the morning to afternoon with our buddy Shelby, and uh, we got it done. You know, Shelby put us on the ducks. Yeah. I got to spend a little bit of that fraction of that time with you on your live feed, and then I think I was commenting too much, and you, and you <laughs> so shut, it down, shut it down. And you shut it down, and it was I, over. You know what's funny is people are like, why'd you shut it down? I go, well, because just as would be prescripted, as soon as you go live. Yeah, and then you shot a bunch of ducks. The ducks quit flying, yeah. and also we got about a 20 minute lull in the action, and I'm thinking, well, this is dumb, people are tuning in. We got a bunch of people tuning in, they're going, hey guys, this is great, and the, the picture looked pretty good. I huh? loved it, no, it was great. Had a good angle on yeah. it, it took a little bit to get it set up, but we're able to have good connectivity over there. So the next couple trips over there, we will, we will definitely try to go live stream. People mm. enjoy that, when you're at work, and I was kind of, making fun of it the <laughs> night before. Hey, when you're in your cubicle the next day, we're gonna be out there blasting ducks yeah, in the right, face, so right. go ahead and tune on in. But we had a good time. We got our limits of ducks, and uh, you know, it was a quick, uh, it was a quick turnaround. I yeah. mean, I, I think it was all total like 22 hours, you know, leave, get over there, get up, hunt ducks, get uh, help Shelby, mm -hmm. pick up uh, decoys and stuff in the afternoon with his workload, we lended him a hand, and then got on the road and got home, and. Yeah, it was about a 22, uh, 22 full-on hour uh, turnaround trip. That's a turn and burn. It's a turn and burn, and it was well worth it, and we enjoyed that duck this evening. Yeah, yeah, we did. That was really good. And how about how yeah. was that? Thank you very much, Shing, by the way. Now, yeah, we, get, we get an opportunity to do this again, this time with me, right? Well, I hope you're coming, because huh? we're scheduling this for you, Tommy uh, Donald. Oh, right? just for me. Okay, <laughs> to make it on over. Um, yeah, we'll throw that slide up there again. Hey, this is a full-on open invite to, uh, to all of you tuning in, and it's on our Facebook page as well, so you can check out the details. December 22nd, we are hunting with Shelby Ross and Ross Outdoors. Uh, this will be on a Wednesday. Get a little parched there, having me some Fisherman's Brew. Uh, this will be on a Wednesday, and we opted to schedule this on a Wednesday the week before Christmas. One, we feel like there'll be plenty of folks who will hopefully have the time off. Two, Tommy, by choosing a Wednesday, if we get a change in the weather and the weather gets extremely cold and it pushes a bunch of ducks out of there, we still have a great opportunity for geese. So we could go into a field and do a goose hunt uh, versus a duck hunt. So mm -hmm. we'll kind of just play it by air. We'll be, in, we'll be in touch with Shelby as we set this thing up, but we have plenty of space available. Uh, you are looking at getting over there on Thursday, late afternoon, early evening. Dinner is included. Lodging in a cottage is included. Get up the next day, get out on a guided duck or goose hunt. Lunch is provided, mm -hmm. all that for 350 bucks. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, that so, is awesome. And you don't have to do the turn and burn. You can leave plenty early, get over there, be relaxed, have dinner, have a few drinks, enjoy the evening, meet folks uh, who are uh, doing the same exact hobbies you enjoy. We'll sit around and uh, get to know a few folks, and then we'll get out either in the field or in the duck blind the next morning and just have a fantastic shoot. It's going to be, it's gonna be yeah. a great time. So I've never done it, by the way. Yeah, this I've I know. I've never done it. Yeah, look yeah. at you, huh? So I'm ready to go. Let's yeah, do it. We're going to get you with that Mossberg strapped to your shoulder and 
see how many you can blast out of the sky. So right. I suppose I'll leave the Sayag at home. Yeah, so yeah. looking forward to it. Uh, December 22nd, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it is on our Facebook page. If you have uh, questions, um, need clarification on anything, just hit us up on Facebook Messenger. We'll get the info for you, but pretty straightforward. December 22nd, uh, lodging, dinner, lunch, day of shooting, guided hunt uh, with Shelby Ross and Ross Outdoors, and a really good time with us here at Fish Hunt Northwest. 350 bucks, you can't beat it, that's a smoking deal. So, um, things to look forward to. So, talked about river levels, uh, running down the show. We have a great show lined up this evening, as we do each and every week. Uh, Tommy, starting off with Bill Herzog, the general himself, is jumping back on the phone with us, uh, steelhead fishing. A little bit concerning what our opportunity may end up being or not here on the west side, but. If you hadn't heard or didn't know, the sealed fishing on the east side is absolutely fantastic, even with the Columbia River being at such a uh, low return this year. Mm-hmm. Some of these tributaries are performing quite well. We're going to get Bill on the phone talk about that steelhead fishing on the east side and why you should be over there. Tommy, we're going to also jump in later with you in the show, part two, the recap of your Idaho, Idaho elk hunt. Dialing in ballistics, if you're still having trouble getting dialed in, Tommy will get you straightened out. That is the uh, deal. Ballistics with Tommy Donlin. Don't miss. You like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love that's, it. yeah, that's a good so one. So true. Uh, and then, hey, buddy of ours, longtime friend, Mark Uasa. If you fish anywhere in Puget Sound, here in the Northwest, or pick up an article and read it uh, in, a, in a handful of different publications, right? Northwest Sportsman's Magazine, for example, The Real News. Mark Uasa's, the Uasa name is synonymous with Puget Sound and Puget Sound Fisheries. Uh, hey, we got a black ma- blackmouth opening going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, there is opportunity in Area 11 for blackmouth. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, as uh, to his true self, Mark went out this morning and was able to pull one out. Did he? In right this on. weather. Right? Oh He's out gosh. there on yeah, the water in this soaked. weather. We'll talk to him about that. But Squidding, Mark, too. We're going to talk squidding. We're right? going to talk squid jigging, of course. Clamming. And uh, clamming's coming up. we got some, right. another nine-day run, I think, coming up here. Yeah. So, yeah, Mark has got some great information. If you're looking for things to do, he has no shortage of any information. We're going to talk Puget Sound blackmouth, squidding, as Tommy alluded to, and, of course, uh, clam digging. All that coming up here later on the show with Mark Uasa. Right now we're going to jump out with a quick break. When we come back, the general himself, Bill Herzog, if he's not asleep, this has happened <laughs> before, <laughs> Bill Herzog is going to join us right here at Fish Hunt Northwest. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you. It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. 
You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. Hey, welcome back, Fish and Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Dolan here in studio. It is Thursday night at 6 p.m., and mm -hmm. uh, we are coming to you live from the studio as we do each and every week. And first on the dog of this evening, Tommy Good, good buddy of ours, been in the studio a number of times, and uh, always a pleasure to hang out with and fish with you. You got introduced to him over there on them triploids. Yep. And had yep. a fantastic time. <laughs> None other than the general himself, Bill Herzog. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, kids. Are you staying dry? Yeah, well, oh, only because we're indoors, yeah. you know. And uh, I think a friend of ours, Eric Williamson, put on here, he has gauged two and a half inches of rain just today here uh, out in the coastal area. So it is coming down. It is coming and down. I, so. I would imagine, I would imagine with that rain comes uh, a good time to tie leaders and cure eggs. <laughs> yeah, and just get ready for, you know, opportunity when the water does drop. We're still got plenty of time in November here on the west side chasing coho and chum. If you're not familiar with what a chum looks like, Bill, I just say watch the news for the next couple of days. And when they show them swimming across 101, you'll get a good idea yeah. of what they look like, right? So and they already did that once this year oh, already, yeah. so you're behind the curve. You gotcha. You know, as a good segue, kiddies, if you want to get away from the wet mm -hmm. and you want to catch some nice steelhead and have a really good time and some beautiful scenery, may I suggest the Snake River mm -hmm. and the Grand Run over there by Heller Bar. Right. Come highly recommended from this fella. I'm telling you, if you want to stay dry, it's a good time to go over there before it gets too cold. Well, uh, speaking of which, you put a little time in over there uh, as of late on both the rivers you're speaking of, floating one mm -hmm. with the 12-foot uh, willy and, of course, um, a little bank fishing. And uh, it looked pretty darn productive on a year, as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, on a year where the Columbia River fisheries seem to be on a major downward turn as far as the numbers of steelhead coming over Bonneville. By August 29th, Bill, we're at the lowest steelhead numbers going over Bonneville that had ever been recorded since they started uh, recording fish, okay? And yet back here you back are. In, back in 1938. Yes, yeah. and so here well, you are yeah. as we roll into uh, this time of year in that fall fishery over there. Uh, Snake River and Grand Ron seems to be plenty of steelhead hanging around. Well, it, plenty is relevant, guys. If you think about, but back in 2019, the same thing kind of happened. We had almost the same amount of fish come back, and we had 7,000 more then this year, come back in 2019. And what happened back then is the entire Columbia and the lower snake below the dams were all closed. So those fish got a free ride up to the, up to the snake and the ground rod. And the only time they started getting pressure is right off the mouth of the Clearwater. And the Clearwater fish, by the way, are not doing too bad either because of it. And like in 2019, they got this free ride. There may only be 37,000 of them, which sounds like a lot, but you spread that out over the Clearwater and the Snake and the Imnaha and the Grand Raw. It's really not that many fish, but if no one's catching, and uh, the limit's only one. So if you only catch one fish a day and then you're done, you're not going to be hammering on them. They get a free ride upstream, and there might not be as many, but the ones that are, are there all make it. And there's actually pretty good numbers of fish. So steelheading being steelheading, you know, like we're all we're all used to our one or two fish a day calling it good. That's about what you can expect over there. And if you really are lucky and you know where they live, you can have half a dozen to even up to 10 fish a day if you have a really good day and you find some fish. Mm. So, Bill, we, you know, while you are speaking, we've got your pictures up on the screen and there is just some just amazing, awe-inspiring pictures of the river. So I think I know why 
um, you love this fishery so much, <laughs> yeah. but you know, for mm -hmm. those that are new to it, can you kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what are the tactics? Like, how are you catching well, these fish? Any way you want. That's the best part. <laughs> uh, even if, if you want to go out, if you got to you bring a jet boat and you want to get out in the big river and the snake, you can uh, side drift. You can side drift eggs if you want, or shrimp. Mm -hmm. You can fish bait over there, but you have to use this, a barbless hook. That is the key. You can have a treble hook, but it has to be barbless. You can up to three hooks barbless. Huh. Um, and same thing in the rond. Uh, so when you get into the grand rond, it's all it's all a single barbless artificial, no bait. But uh, in the snake, you when you want to spray scent on your plugs, you have at it. You can do that, you know. But uh, uh, I've caught we caught them plugging, which was amazing. Man, the plug runs up there, you guys. Wow, even with my little boat, you can plug for a half a mile. <laughs> you just put them out there and you just right. go and you're like, you know how we work our smaller streams over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, short runs, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. You about know when you're going to get bit. Over there, you just go, and, you don't know when you're going to get bit, which is really kind of cool. You, they, you can get strikes at any time, and, and we did. <laughs> that was the cool, but we caught them on spoons in the ground round. We caught them on swinging flies in the snake. I caught swinging on swinging flies in the ground round. We caught them on jigs. Mm. Anything that you really want to do, whatever you're more familiar with and have the most confidence in, will work there. And here's the key. Yeah. Weirdly enough, over the years, I, I, I when I first went there 20 plus years ago, I thought I, I saw these guys fishing with black and purple and whatnot, and nobody's using pink. And mm. I'm like, eh, <laughs> look what I got. So I started using pink. I never caught anything. So I, I used black, pink, red, black, pink. I mean, excuse me, black, purple, red. Never used pink until this year. I started to use pink, and guess what the hot color was for flies and plugs this year, Dwayne? Uh, probably pink. And when that quit mm -hmm. working, you took it off and you put pink back on, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, yeah. and here's, something, here's something else I did. Um, when do we use UV? All the time, my friend. We all know. I, yep. I sprayed my plugs and spoons, even my flies to a degree, with UV blast and there put that go. UV on them, I'm telling you, it helps. When you're fishing, that water is a little dingy yeah. this year. It's different. It's got a little more color than usual, and I'm telling you, that little bit of UV brings that light down where there is none. I know it helped us get strikes over there. I know it did. But for plugging, if you use like a 3.5 mag lip, or I, I use good old hot shots because I love them, and I just feel like going back in time. Like when you step in my boat, it's 1983, man. I got the old Bantams. I got the glass rods. You know, it's, you know, yeah, I, everything but a mullet. Only thing you don't get. <laughs> oh, you got to bring it back. You can work that. You got plenty of <laughs> hair left. Hey, so you're uh, you're over there, big water on that snake, pretty good sizable river, and yep. and trying to narrow it down. You know, talk a little bit about if a person's going to jump into the drift boat and decide to pull plugs. Sounds like you're basically strapping yourself into the rowing machine, because if you're doing a half mile stretch and just keep going, going, going. One, yeah, yeah. you gotta keep the guy in the front of the boat awake because it's easy to put him to sleep, right? Two, yeah. I got a big wide river. How do I, real quickly, how do I narrow that down and figure out where I'm gonna run them plugs and, and pin down where those fish are gonna wanna hang? Well, if you ever fish the Skagit or even the Skycomas, those are pretty big waters they are. up there. Yeah. You fish, you fish the edges, you knock off 90% yes. of that river you don't even fish. It's too big, too powerful, too deep. Um, the fish are always going to be on the edges. You want to find that 5 to 10 foot deep edge and just and just concentrate on that. And yeah. the water's getting a little colder. The fish are liking slower water, so find the slower edges, and you're in them. It's as simple as that. You, if you can eliminate 95% of the river, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. Well, with our steelhead fisheries on the brink of disaster and or probable shutdown, um, it's nice to know if persons are willing to get in the truck and drive, 
drag the boat over there, or even come over and do some bank fishing, tossing spoons yeah. or swinging flies, what have you. There's a lot, even running jigs close to shore. I mean, you just opened oh. it up there, Bill. You got all kinds of options and opportunity there. People should take mm -hmm. advantage of this before uh, before it's all said and done. Then and maybe not have any steelhead opportunity for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the fish are beautiful, and you're allowed to they keep really one night nice yeah. fish, you know, and, uh, and and that and they eat wonderfully. They they're, they're genetically fantastic. The meat in there is full of fat, and they're orange. They're really good to eat, mm -hmm. and they bite like hell. And the weather's pretty good. So, you know, that's a trifecta in my book there, kids. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. where, you know exactly where to fish, too, because all you oh, got to do is find the, the yeah. little bright green boat on the river. <laughs> yes. And you just There's follow no that There's no hiding the bright green boat. That is true. Yeah. Yes, right, for we're, sure. We're, we're out there on the snake, and we're having a really good morning, like last Tuesday. And a jet boat, one of the few, there's not many people fishing because of the regulations. You know, nobody wants to go all the way over there and catch one fish and be done. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do that. You know, they want to catch and catch yeah. and catch. If you kill it, you kill your fish, you're, you're done, done for the day. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we just, we released pretty much everything. And we kind of, we kind of <laughs> restricted ourselves to like four fish a day. That's enough. I mean, that's a great day for steelhead. Yeah. You, you, you guys went, you need eight fish a day. Holy cow, sign me up. Right? I'm in, no matter what. But I had him come over, and the guys were going, is that a 12-foot willy boat? <laughs> yep. Out here on the snake, the goes, yeah. The guy goes, have you been here before? I said, I've been fishing here for 20-some years, pal. I go, what's up? He goes, how many fish have you guys hooked over here on them plugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. We're, I've had a blast. You know, I would highly recommend dragging your boat over. There's several floats you can make. Right. They're all three, four miles long and lots of water. You can get out of the boat. And anything you really want to do, I would recommend, uh, if, uh, if you like to fish jigs, get some red and black mm -hmm. or purple jigs, you know, yep. eight-ounce jigs, and go up in the lower rond and fish them in there. And I promise you, you stick with it, you will get bit, and you'll catch some beautiful steelhead. Absolutely, buddy. Well, always a pleasure, my friend, to get you on and uh, pick the brain of Mr. Mm -hmm. uh, Herzog himself. And don't mm -hmm. be a stranger. We're going to be picking up that phone, dragging okay. the boat to the east side. We got a uh, got a couple days over there on Rufus we need to go tackle. That's right. Yeah, but that would do. And a, a quick one, quick reminder for my trout fishermen over there: yeah, the yeah. Yakima River is low and in the most beautiful oh. shape of the year, and hardly anybody's fishing it. You guys get your Jones on. You come on over here and go catch some big trout. Get your rooster tails. Perfect. And come on over. You'll have a great time. Right on, buddy. Okay, appreciate it. Great, uh, great info as always. Don't be a stranger, bud. We'll be in touch. I certainly won't. I'll see you soon, boys. All right, buddy. See Take ya. care. We'll see you. See ya. The general, Bill Herzog himself, everybody tuning in, is well familiar with that man, Tommy. I know. For good reason. Yeah. yeah, and just a heck of a lot of fun to spend a day with, isn't he? He is. He's a hoot. All right, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back and have Mark Iwasa on the phone, man, the Puget Sound jigging machine. And uh, pay attention. This guy is going to get you squared away. We've got that blackmouth fishery going on. Mark's going to tell you the hows, the wheres, the whys, and help you get it done. Mark Iwasa, we come back right here, Fish Out Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. With literally thousands of Arima boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, Arima boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a serious angler is looking for. 
All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our Arima boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. Contact us today at Arima Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water. Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day -day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Phoenix client management models are built on understanding our clients' security needs and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. Hey, welcome back in studio, Dwayne Eagle and Tommy Donlin. You want to talk a little blackmouth fishing, Tommy? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it is yeah. that time of year for those that it just kind of, you know, with everything else going on, you may not pay attention to the rigs when you all of a sudden get this little window of opportunity with a mm -hmm. low quota, and you go, well, shoot, man, if the fishing's any good at all, we're going to be in and out of that thing in two weeks. It's, mm -hmm. I'm not even going to drag my boat out of the shed, right? But there are there is uh, one particular individual who drags the boat out along with the rest of the family because it's what they do. Mark Uasa, appreciate you taking time to jump on the phone tonight, buddy. How you been? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, as as recent as this morning, you and your <laughs> uncle were out there on Puget Sound in this uh, unbelievable weather and gave it a go. How how this uh, how the morning treat you for a little blackmouth fishing? You know, actually, I, I'd call it fair fishing, but, yeah. um, you know, the fair fishing was pretty darn good in our boat. We had five chances. We got oh, yeah. one keeper and, and, and let another one that was, you know, the borderline legal side go. So, I mean, and we only fished for three hours. So, you know, getting oh, wow. that fast, you know, and, and seeing other fish being caught, it was, you know, about a dozen boats out there. It was pretty nice right off the clay bank. So, and the water was just flat calm, you know, it was just dealing with the rain and yeah. the downpours. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, if anybody is not familiar with the U.S. name, they should be. Um, you're obviously a well-known Northwest writer, uh, still contributing to a couple, a few publications, right? Um, uh, yeah. Northwest uh, Sportsman's Magazine, The Real News and whatnot. So you're putting plenty yeah. of articles out there from time to time, and we appreciate that. But um, this, uh, this fall in the winter blackmouth opportunity, do you, do you recall, I didn't look it up, what's the... Uh, What's that small little quota or window of opportunity we're looking at here for that Area 11 opener going on right now? Yeah, well, here's kind of the stickler to all that. So I'm part of the advisory board for right. the Puget Town uh, Sport Group, and, and we just got an email uh, this morning about uh, catch estimates for that first week, and we've burned through about 41% oh, of our yeah. our encounters. No right? kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, through November 7th. Yeah. 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 Okay. Too many U.S.s so, on the yeah. water. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> you know, given that fact, and, and, you know, and I always, my mantra is, you know, you go when it opens nowadays, because if you snooze, you're going to lose, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, 
and, and we're going to have a phone call, I guess, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with WDFW, and we'll find out what the skinny is. But, you know, rumors around the boathouse down there in Tacoma and, and you know, friends of mine like Gabe Miller over at Sportco and mm-hmm. stuff, we were chatting this morning. And to get through the weekend, you know, anything beyond that, I don't know if it's guaranteed oh, right wow. now. So. All right. Yeah, well, let's let's so, not get into know. that. That's kind of depressing, Mark. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> tactics, okay? Yeah, there you I go. I want to know. I want to know. Are you jigging, mooching, or trolling? What are you doing? Well, today we just jigged, oh. um, and uh, yeah, and so you know, I'm using a, a G Loomis backbounce um, Jigmaster, an HRS 932C. It's about an eight foot rod. It's mm-hmm. got a good you know stiff backbone on it, and uh, I'm using a Shimano Bantam 1000 reel. Um, a lot of guys like to use the line counter ones like the Okumas and Dakotas and stuff. And those are great too. But I, I just like that direct drive on my reel. You know, I'm, I'm a knuckle buster kind of guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm using. And I think, you know, one of the key things with, with, with jigging too is, you know, a lot of guys go, Hey, do you use monofilament or use braid? braid is, is is the way you go you don't want stretch and right. stuff I mean we're using 50 70 pound, or 70 pound test braid and power pro you know the super slick version so you know that's that's kind of the key for your main line I do use monofilament though on my on my on my jig leaders mm-hmm. um, you know using using today I use a, a pearl white um, uh, point defiance or not point point Wilson jig in a three and a half ounce. So, but what I'm doing is I'm altering the jigs too. So, um, what we do is, you know, the, so, you know, the top, the top two parts where you're, um, where you see the, uh, the, where you, we like to bend the, uh, top pieces inward and then run our line Mm. directly through it. And we put, we put bumpers on each side. So it's pretty much free running the line between the jigs. Yep. Um, so, you know, I think that's kind of the key. And, and, and then we're also, you know, we're obviously you can't use treble hooks. We're using two, you know, seven odd, six odd, um, you know, the big river gamakatsu hooks. And I'm tying them about an inch gap between the two hooks. Okay. And, and, and that seems to be money. Um, you know, obviously making sure you've got the razor sharp tip, you know, gummies are probably your best bet, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of the key, you know, and, and obviously out there finding, finding the bait, you know, it's black mouth season, right? You yeah. got to find mm-hmm. the bait. Usually it's on the bottom today. Today it was in patches. Um, and, and we were starting off, you know, maybe at about 220 feet of water mm. and it was an incoming tide going up to about 150 and then just running back. And it was running like a river out there. I mean, we went up and down maybe twice, three times at the most on each drift and, mm. And, but boy, it's, it's feeling that bottom and, and making sure that jig is just, you know, working it, jerking up and down right off the bottom. And, and, and that's where we got him. And it was right when that water started, you'd see these slow down periods in the tide. And that was when we were getting our bites, I noticed. Huh. And so that, you know, that's kind of the key, but you know, the boys down there, the good old boys too, they're using, they're using meat liners, you know? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The old school. You guys have seen those. Oh yeah. 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 Cool. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and I saw it was probably half jig, half meat liners today. Okay. And, and those guys are using pro trolls and, and uh, hoochie. And okay. just trolling them with a five and a half pound lead bouncing bottom. And they're finding them, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that that is just such a, 
you know, I could, you know, if if I went out there and did that, people call me a knuckle dragger. Oh yeah, you know, they just they just would. They say oh, yeah. big dude. You know, there's something to be said about jigging, right, Mark? I right. mean, holding the rod oh, in yeah. your hand, feeling, that. feeling the bite. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've I've started diving in, Mark, into this whole world of slow pitch jigging, which is kind of a, a relatively new mm-hmm. craze that's hit the fishing world. Um, and so, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm listening to how you're rigging the jig, you know, the rod that you're using, the reel that you're using. And then I got to ask, like, what kind of jigging action or action are you imparting on that jig? What is that jig doing in the water when you're getting bit? So, you know, as soon as I hit bottom, I, I give it, I, I crank up about three cranks and then I give it these kind of these real short three um, quick jigs, you know, to pull. I probably, my tip is probably right at the water base and then I jig up maybe about three feet and that's it, three times really quick. And mm. then I let it flutter back down to the bottom. And then right. I kind of just do that whole routine. And, you know, that area is kind of snaggy, so, you know, you kind of just got to feel it. And then as you're seeing the depth finder get shallower, you know, you kind of work your jig up and up and up so you don't get caught up right off the bottom. Down yeah. There. But, you know, that's – it's just – I call it the little herky-jerky kind of jig. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You also herky-jerky. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Hokey-pokey. Yeah, I think we can put a you song You also hokey-pokey? That. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 Well, hey uh, – if that's not getting folks dialed in on, on some opportunity uh, out there for the short window of opportunity that we may find ourselves up against here, I don't know what is. And seeing how we are on the jigging conversation, let's, before we run out of time here, let's just jump over right into the old squid jigging that's uh, finally beginning to take off a little bit in Puget Sound, if it's not, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, last week I was out, Tom, you know him real well, I was out with, uh, with Paul Kim, yeah. and we were fishing we were fishing right out in front of Shoshul, and, and this was a week ago, and it was just like no oh. man's land. There was nothing out there, no bait, nothing. Right. And and what what he was finding out this year is that it's just been these waves of, of, of squid coming in. And a lot of summer squid, these smaller squid are, are being seen down like in, in from Tacoma and Des Moines and those areas. But like a light bulb, he, he, called, me, he called me, what was it? It was Thursday and said, hey, Mark. Edmonds lit up and and sure enough you know he was out Sunday in in front of Shoshul and it was it was like man it was it was on fire so huh. you know you know hopefully this means that they were just, just like late that. this year because I mean normal I mean late being really late right because you start seeing these guys around here in late August or yep. late September so you know this is we're in mid-November now right we're well, getting to that worried yeah. state you know but <laughs> Hopefully this is a good sign, you know, and I've been hearing that the guys down on the waterfront too and Elliot Bay are starting to find us. So good. That's you know, really good news. I mean if yep, you better late than never. I, I can understand the worry because if you compare this year to last year, right, and the end of August last year, <laughs> mm-hmm. it lit off like a rocket. And I mean, you couldn't even hit the water. Down, right? You couldn't even go anywhere on the water without running into it just a right. just a biomass of squid. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was an anomaly, I think. That was an anomaly. <laughs> People need to look back a year prior and try to remember what it was truly like and engage on this year's performance if we're on, on par or if we're a little later. If it's, oh, it looks like everything is on, you know, 
back to normal routine, right? Yeah. So because the uh, exactly. the jig king of Seattle, <laughs> the squid king, the squid Paul king, Kim. yeah, Paul Kim, the squid yeah. king of Seattle, as he was aptly named last right. year after being on the show. So, um, so it looks like it's off and running, and hopefully it's going to sustain for quite some time. And uh, folks could sh- or should be able to go out either in a boat or even off the piers. Mark, you spend much time off the piers getting these squid. Yeah, yeah, like I said, you know, um, Pier 69, Pier yeah. 70 came on, and the big wheel, there's been some down there right. as well, so, you know, and Seacrest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I think, I think you know, for the for the Pier guys, there's some opportunity now, especially up at Edmonds. You know, that was the that was where it all started happening last week. So. Right, right. Um, before we get out of here, you uh, we got some announcements that came out here yesterday or today. Uh, another series, I believe, what, what do we got, nine days of uh, clam digs coming up? Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a chance uh, yesterday to talk to Dan Ayers, and and um, boy, I mean, he, he what he was telling me was this last series that just ended on what was it yesterday? In fact, November tenth, so mm-hmm. it started from the third to the tenth. Um, they they had counted, and this was only through Sunday the seventh. Thirty thousand diggers for this series. Oh, wow. That's mm. like springtime numbers. Yeah. You know? So, mm. given the fact that you know, usually it just starts petering out by about now. He's saying there's still a lot of excitement out there on the coast for this, for for digging, and and he was seeing about seventeen clams for first. And so, folks, you know, this year obviously we've got that bonus limit of twenty. Right. Yeah. And with you know these next digs coming up right around that Thanksgiving period was it the November sixteenth to the twenty fourth. Uh-huh. I think it's a good opportunity to get out there doing that holiday and, 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 and get some. He, he was saying you wouldn't believe the amount of shows that are, are appearing on the beaches this year. He goes, it's, it's just spectacular. And yeah. so folks to, to take advantage of this and, and it sounds like we're going to get a lot of digs here all the way into spring and then the toxin counts are down. So, you know, better than last year, that's for darn sure. Yeah. Well, we have a surplus of somewhere around 50 million clams out there with half of those (laughs) being harvestable. So the numbers are off the charts, unlike they've never seen before. So it's a great, uh, great additional opportunity to take advantage of uh, when other things may not materialize as we roll into the winter here. So, uh, well, fantastic info, Mark, as uh, you always put out there. And where can folks find some of the stuff you're uh, continuing to contribute to the Northwest in some of your writings and whatnot real quick before we got to go? Yeah, so um, obviously Facebook page, Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest Fishing and Outdoors. Um, you guys are all keyed in on that. That's a good one to get in there, and you could find links to all my uh my stories on there. Um, Northwest Sportsman got a story coming out in December. I know. I know Tom. You you went experienced over there in Eastern Washington, the Rufus Woods mm-hmm. and Lake Roosevelt, the <laughs> yeah. big rainbow. So right. You know, there's there's going to be a lot of opportunities, and folks just got to get out there and experience all these things. You know, even even in these slow periods, there's something to be done. So you know, that's fishing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I gotta say, like, I Mark, I absolutely love your articles and and your summaries because you always paint the complete picture mm-hmm. and you know, you can read one of your publications and you know exactly what's going on and, and of all the opportunities, you do a really good job. So people should, uh, if they're not already, they should definitely give you a follow. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. And I also got a Twitter too. It's at Mark K. Uwasa. So yep. All yep right. One of those are, are good to follow. Cool. Well, perfect. Hey, appreciate you taking time to jump on this evening. Don't be a stranger, as you always provide fantastic information that folks need to hear. So we will make sure to get you back sometime soon. Great. You guys are doing a great job. Keep Thanks, it up. Mark. Thank we you. will. All right. All appreciate right, it. Have a good night. Have a good Talk one. to you soon. Take care. All right. See you.
There you go. Mark Uwasa, a wealth of knowledge, Tommy. He's got his oh, thumb yeah. on everything going on in he the does. Pacific Northwest and even more. So, uh, all right, man. Well, uh, that is going to do it for us. We're up against that 7 o'clock hour and got to kind of get on out of here. So want to uh, remind folks that, hey, the number three installment of the WDFW uh, virtual town hall, Steelhead Town Hall, had uh, was presided on uh, Tuesday night. And I caught bits and part, pieces of it when I was at work, but ultimately went back and jumped on the YouTube channel, watched the full installment of that. Pretty compelling information coming out. We're getting down to the wire here where they're going to announce the actual season. Another meeting on the 19th of November. Pay attention to these dates coming out. We'll continue to post the information on our Facebook page because it is um, info that those that are passionate about steelheading are definitely trying to keep up on. We're trying to make sure we help in that regard mm -hmm. because it is going to be a pretty tough season to get through. Tommy, you and I are going to be going down the road of, hey, here's all these other things we can be out doing. Yeah, And there's a lot of opportunity, going. and that's where we're going. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll keep you informed on that stuff as we roll into the next several weeks and ultimately the beginning of December when they present it to the commission and, and finalize that season as we get into it. So, all right, that's going to do it for us here at Fish Hunt Northwest this week. Be sure to join us next Thursday. Yes, we have one more show before Thanksgiving break. What is next Thursday? The 18th, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we'll yep. be back here in studio 6 p.m. next Thursday here at Fish Hunt Northwest. Have a great week. We'll see you. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish Hunt Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, Go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.